We are all here for the same reason. Because we all equally need Jesus Christ. And it is good to gather in His name. We're currently in a series titled, What Does God Say About? And today is actually week three of that series. And if you missed weeks one or two, you can go to bigvalleygrace.org or you can go to the Big Valley Grace app. You can watch and listen to the sermons, get caught up there. Week one, Pastor Rick Countryman answered the question, what does God say about abortion? Week two, Pastor John Byron answered the question, what does God say about himself? Week three, today, we will look at answering the question, what does God say about about me. In the weeks to come, we'll be looking at these topics as well. What does God say about heaven and hell? What does God say about the Bible? What does God say about Jesus? And in fact, Lee Strobel will be joining us that week. Pretty exciting to have him here at Big Valley Grace on November 9th and 10th. What does God say about end times? What does God say about homosexuality? What does God say about confronting sin? Some really great questions that we will ask in the name of Jesus as we as a church desire to grow and mature to be like Christ for his glory. And today we'll be looking at what does God say about me? You can take your Bible and you can turn to Ephesians chapter 1 and 2. That's where we'll be camping out today. And uh, it'll be helpful if, if you have that with you. You'll also be able to see them on the screen and there's a helpful note sheets that we've included in your bulletin. This will be a great guide for you today as we kind of walk through these passages together. But first, we want to look at Proverbs 14 and 12. And Proverbs 14 and 12 says, There's a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to death. Now, the message version kind of puts it in some, some more modern day language. I think it'll be helpful here. It says, There's a way that looks harmless enough. Look again. It leads straight to hell. Sure, those people appear to be having a good time, but all that laughter will end in heartbreak. So apparently God thinks about things differently than I do. Apparently I can look at a path, a solution, I can think that, hey, this is a good road to go down, a correct answer, and according to the Bible, I can be wrong, very wrong, the kind of wrong that leads me away from God and straight to death. This is why it is so important that we come to God in His Word to find the answers that we are looking for, that we look to God and not ourselves to find the truth. And today's topic is no exception. What does God say about me? Or what's the truth about my life? I want to submit to you humbly as your brother in Christ that it's in Jesus and Jesus alone that we answer the question, what does God say about me? Now, at the top of your notes, we'll get started here. I can know what God has to say about me by understanding the ways in which Christ has worked. I can know what God has to say about me by understanding the ways 
in which Christ has worked. And way number one is this, is that Christ worked to craft me. Christ worked to craft me. Ephesians 2.10 says this, For we are God's handiwork, His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Now, to fully appreciate the craftsman's work, we need to look at the process that took place to craft the work. First, the Bible says that I was crafted by Jesus. Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's handiwork, His workmanship. Literally, God's hands put to work His handiwork. We are the result of God acting as the workman. His workmanship. Genesis 1, 26 and 27 is a helpful passage that we can look at that will reinforce this idea. It says, Then God said, Let us make mankind. And then in 27, So God created mankind. The inception of man, mankind, initiates in the will of God. God wants to make mankind. So God creates mankind. The story of my life, the story of your life is birthed when God, who is the great author, places his pen to paper. Because Christ worked to craft me, that I was crafted by Jesus, I can know that God has this to say about me. And this is 1A in your notes. I'm not the author of my life, but I can know him. I am not the author of my life, but I can know him. I am not the author of my life, but I can know the one who is writing the story. There's a signature on the work of art that is my life, and the name that is signed belongs to God. When God wrote his name, it was with great joy as he surveyed the work that he had accomplished in me, in you. But... He also signed His name on the work that is our lives so that we would know who He is. I am not the author of my life, but the author of my life is inviting me to come to know Him in relationship. Appreciating the craftsman's work. Not only was I crafted by Jesus, but I was crafted in Jesus. Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's handiwork, His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. Christ is the process through which the creation of us occurs through. Again, looking at the Genesis passage, 1, 26 and 27. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. So God created mankind in His own image. In the image of God, He created them. God is my author. And He is the content from which the story of my life is formed. The image of God is the supply that Christ as the craftsman chooses to use to create the work of art that is my life. 
to create the work of art that is your life. Colossians 1.16 puts it in some other language to continue to help build this foundation. For in Him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through Him. The image of God is the stuff from which I am formed. The image of God is the stuff from which you are formed. Because Christ worked to craft me, that I was crafted in Jesus, I can know that God has this to say about me. And this is 1B in your notes. I'm not the original image of my life, but I can mirror Him. I am not the original image of my life, but I can mirror Him. I am not the original image of my life, but I can reflect the one who is sending the signal. There's a medium that's being used in the work of art that is my life, and the style and the color and the texture belong to God. Now, everybody look at somebody. This is where church gets awkward. you got to look at somebody in the eyes. So go ahead and do that right now, okay? Go ahead. Look at somebody in the eyes next to you, all right? Okay. That'll be helpful with what I'm about to say. The diversity of mankind points to the complexity of God. For each of us can only mirror the maker in parts, but the original image who is God contains all the content needed for all of our lives to draw from Him differently. And that is pretty remarkable. Now, continuing to just really appreciate the craftsman and his work, not only was I crafted by Jesus and crafted in Jesus, but I was crafted for Jesus. Ephesians 2.10, For we are God's handiwork, his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Again, looking at the Genesis passage. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image and our likeness so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and birds in the sky, rule over the livestock and all the wild animals, and rule over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. We were created for a reason. We had a job description right from the beginning. We were to rule over the created beings. We were to be male and female. Isn't it interesting that the the world wants to fight against those two aspects of our Genesis job description? That the world opposes mankind ruling over created beings and we feel much more comfortable promoting save a whale than save a baby. And isn't it interesting that the world opposes mankind being male and being female? We were created for Jesus, 
for a purpose, the exact way He wanted us to be. Colossians 1.16 again. For in Him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through Him and for Him. For Him. Because Christ worked to craft me, that I was crafted for Jesus, I can know that God has this to say about me. And this is one C in your notes. I'm not the master of my life, but I can serve Him. I am not the master of my life, but I can serve Him. I am not the master of my life, but I can submit to the one who is calling the shots. There's a message that's being sent in the work of art that is my life and the mood and the method and the function. They belong to God. When I come to know God as the author of my life and I desire to mirror Jesus as the original image of my life, then I will clearly see Jesus as the master of my life and I will willingly serve Him. I can know what God has to say about me by understanding the ways in which Christ has worked. The way that Christ worked to craft me. And I can know what God has to say about me by understanding the way that Christ worked to resurrect me. And that's way number two in your notes this morning. Is that Christ worked to resurrect me. Christ worked to resurrect me. Ephesians 2, 4 and 5. But because of His great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace that you have been saved. To fully appreciate the resurrection's work, we must understand the process that took place to decay the beautiful handiwork of God, which is you and which is me. We have to understand the need for resurrection. The painful erosion and loss of life before coming alive in Christ will be properly valued and appreciated. First, the Bible says that I followed my fleshly desires. Ephesians 2 verse 3, And all of us lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Instead of knowing the author, all I wanted to know was my flesh. All I wanted to know was my sin. And as my flesh craved more and more, according to the Bible, I was happy to gratify my flesh, to satisfy my flesh, to multiply its desires and thoughts. Apparently, it, it was this I tried to, to scratch out the, the signature of God that was on my life and like ill-placed graffiti tag my own name over his. It's as if I didn't even want to be his work. Second, the Bible says that I followed the enemy 
in disobedience. Ephesians 2, 2, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world, the ruler of the kingdom of the air, and the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. Instead of mirroring the original image, I began to copy the ways of the world. According to the Bible, it was I longed to be like those leading disobedient lives of sin. Don't you find it interesting that those who do the most despicable things are the ones who receive the greatest media coverage? Well, according to the Bible, I long to be like them. I long to be like those who are leading disobedient lives of sin. It was if I was trying to rip the very paint off of the canvas, to deny the craftsmanship that I am, to tear the fabric off the frame, to hide from the truth of my masterful maker. Unfortunately, every story has a and this is it. It gets even worse. There's a low point. According to the Bible, I deserved a wrathful death. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 and verse 3. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. Instead of serving the Master, the art of my life on display to bring glory to the great artist, I followed my own desires, embraced disobedience, and I earned death. It was as if the work of art that is my life was so badly ruined that regardless of its previous value, it was now just beyond repair. A heap of broken and filthy trash. Now, I want you to, for a moment, imagine how God felt to see me, to see you, his beautiful work of art, decaying unto death. God is the author of emotion. He's fully capable of having emotions. But the difference between our emotions and God's emotions is that God's emotions are always pure. He emotes in perfection. He does it perfectly. And in this case, we can be for sure regarding the decay of His amazing creation that God felt pure sadness. The deepest sadness that has ever been experienced. Now, aren't you glad that according to the Bible that God also feels pure compassion? And this is the heart of the great Rescuer. To restore you properly back unto Himself as the crafted work of Jesus. And so the great Rescuer begins to resurrect in Ephesians 2, 4, and 5. But because of His great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace that you have been saved. Because the great rescuer, Jesus Christ, worked to resurrect me, that he was motivated by love, that he was motivated by mercy, that he was motivated by grace, that I can know that God 
has this to say about me. And this is 2A in your notes. I have new life through the resurrection of Christ. I have new life through the resurrection of Christ. My own desires and disobedience led to death, but Christ, He defeats it all. He destroys the work of the devil. And He declares victory for the kingdom of heaven. Now the great rescuer, He continues to work. First, resurrecting me unto life again. And then, welcoming His back-to-life work of art into heavenly and divine relationship. Ephesians 2, 6 and 7. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages He might show the incomparable riches of His grace expressed in His kindness to us in Christ Jesus. Now, we've all taken an English class, I'm going to assume at some point, and I don't want you to share what grade you got at this point uh, in the service, but we learned about tenses, past, present, future tense. Listen to what I'm about to read, and let's just pay attention together to the tenses. I have been, past tense, raised, past tense, from the decay, placed, past tense, in relationship with Christ. Seated, past tense, with divinity. All so the great rescuer can display, present and future tense, the riches of His grace in my life. Because the great rescuer, Jesus Christ, worked to resurrect me, that He welcomed me into relationship, I can know that God has this to say about me. And this is to be in your notes. I am resurrected to be in relationship with Jesus. I am resurrected to be in relationship with Jesus. The very purpose of the life, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ is to provide a resurrected life for me, for you, God's workmanship. God desires to be in relationship with you. And He has made a way through resurrection in Jesus. Resurrection is for relationship. Now the great rescuer, He continues to work. He's defying all odds. Resurrecting me to new life. Welcoming me into relationship. And then by giving me salvation by grace. Through faith. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For it is by grace that you have been saved. Through faith. It's not from yourselves. It's the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Because the great rescuer, Jesus Christ, worked to resurrect me, that He gives me salvation by grace through faith. I can know that God has this to say about me. And this is 2C. I can trust in faith God's work of grace to save me. I can trust in faith 
God's work of grace to save me. Salvation is dependent on the rescuer, not the rescued. I can rest assured and sleep well at night knowing that the work of the cross is complete. It's sufficient. It's accomplished by Christ alone. It does not rely, depend, or succeed on my skills, talents, or efforts. The work of Christ on the cross permanently effective in my life. It is dependable. It is trustworthy. And I can in full confidence place my faith in God's work of grace to save me. When I come to know the way that Christ worked to resurrect me, that, that I have new life through the resurrection of Christ, that I am resurrected to be in relationship with Jesus, and that I can trust in faith God's work of grace to save me, I will more fully understand the truth about my life. I can know what God has to say about me by understanding the way Christ worked to craft me, the way Christ worked to resurrect me. And I can know what God has to say about me by understanding the way Christ worked to bless me. And that's way number three this morning is that Christ worked to bless me. Christ worked to bless me. Ephesians 1, verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. God went to great lengths to craft me. And then God went to great lengths to resurrect me sparing not even his own son. I can readily expect that a relationship with God will be nothing short of the full measure of blessing that I am capable to receive. The work of Christ to bless me is the supernatural follow-up to the resurrected workmanship that is you and that is me. Here's the truth about how God blesses those He has crafted and resurrected. Ephesians 1, 4, For He chose us in Him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in His sight. Notice those words, holy and blameless. Because Christ worked to bless me that God chose me to be holy and blameless in Christ, I can know that God has this to say about me. And this is 3a in your notes. On my own, I'm a sinner but I am perfect in Christ. On my own, I'm a sinner, but I am perfect in Christ. As a crafted, resurrected, and blessed work of Christ, I am perfect from His perspective. I've been set apart for His purposes, holy and blameless. Here is the truth about how God blesses those he has crafted and resurrected. Ephesians 1, 5 and 6. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace which he has freely given us in the one that he loves. Notice the words adoption to sonship. Because Christ worked to bless me. 
that God predestined, pre-chose, predetermined, pre-decided me for adoption through Christ. I can know that God has this to say about me, and this is 3B. On my own, I'm an orphan, but I am adopted in Christ. On my own, I am an orphan, but I am adopted in Christ. As a crafted, resurrected, and blessed work of Christ, I am adopted from His perspective. I am family. I've been chosen to be His kid, and I am wanted by Him. I'm treated like a son, not a slave, and I'm royalty. I'm calling God the Father, Dad. Here's the truth about how God blesses those He has crafted and resurrected. Ephesians 1, 7 and 8. In Him, we have redemption through His blood. The forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that He has lavished on us. Notice the words, redemption forgiveness and riches because Christ worked to bless me that Christ gave his blood to redeem and forgive me I can know that God has this to say about me and this is 3c on my own I'm a debtor but I am free in Christ on my own I am a debtor But I am free in Christ. As a crafted, resurrected, and blessed work of Christ, I am set free from His perspective. I am unshackled, released from bondage, no longer enslaved to sin. My past, present, and future sin has been dealt with, handled, and the trash has been taken out to the street. I was poor. Now, the recipient of His vast Riches which have been poured lavishly upon my life. Here is the truth about how God blesses those He has crafted and resurrected. Ephesians 1, 8, 9, and 10. With all wisdom and understanding, He made known to us the mysteries of His will according to His good pleasure which He purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. Notice the words wisdom and understanding. Because Christ worked to bless me, that God reveals the mystery of His will to me, that He wants to unite all things under Christ, I can know that God has this to say about me. And this is 3D. On my own, I'm a fool, but I am wise in Christ. On my own, I am a fool, but I am wise in Christ. As the crafted, resurrected, and blessed work of Christ, I am wise from His perspective. I no longer have to follow wickedness, be tricked by deceit, and keep warm by the enemy's fire. I'm above foolish thinking. Foolish living, and I can be considered an insider in the mysteries of God club. It's an elite group of humble servants who realize that the end game is unity in Christ. Here is the truth about how God blesses those he has crafted and resurrected. Ephesians 1, 11, and 12. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined, 
according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. In order that we, who are the first to put our hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. Notice the words chosen, predestined, and will. Because Christ worked to bless me, that God chose me according to his plan to be my hope for his glory, I can know that God has this to say about me, and this is 3E in your notes. On my own, I'm a reject. But I'm accepted in Christ. On my own, I'm a reject. But I'm accepted in Christ. As a crafted, resurrected, and blessed work of Christ, I am accepted from His perspective. I'm approved. I've passed the test. I've made the cut. I'm seen as a part of a bigger plan, an extension of His will, and a hope-filled worshiper for His glory. My life matters, and the way I live my life matters even more because the Master has claimed me as his masterpiece. Here's the truth about how God blesses those he has crafted and resurrected. Ephesians 1.13, And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Notice the words included. Truth and gospel. Because Christ worked to bless me, that Christ includes me through the gospel truth, I can know that God has this to say about me. This is 3F. On my own, I'm a loner. But I am connected in Christ. On my own, I am a loner. But I am connected in Christ. As a crafted, resurrected, and blessed work of Christ, I'm connected from His perspective. I'm no longer alone, isolated, broken off, or fragmented like a lost coin, lost sheep, or lost son. I am reunited and reignited through the Word of God and the truth of the Gospel. I have been included. I'm in the know. I'm on the inside. And the Word of God is my guide. Here is the truth about how God blesses those He has crafted and resurrected. Ephesians 1, 13 and 14, when you believed, you were marked in Him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who's a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of His glory. Because Christ worked to bless me, that Christ seals me with the Holy Spirit, guaranteeing my inheritance in Him, I can know that God has this to say about me, and this is 3G in your notes, on my own, I am at risk. But I am secure in Christ. On my own, I am at risk, but I'm secure in Christ. As a crafted, resurrected, and blessed work of Christ, I am secure from His perspective. I'm no longer dangerous to myself or dangerous to others. I'm controlled, concentrated, confirmed in Christ by the power of His Holy Spirit. I've been claimed, marked, and sealed for redemption. It's the take it to the bank guarantee. It's the proof that I am who I am says I am. And with or without my help, He will be made glorious in my life. 
This is the truth about how Christ has worked to bless me. And this is the truth about how Christ has worked to bless you. Christ blessed me with perfection. Christ blessed me with adoption. Christ blessed me with freedom. Christ blessed me with wisdom. Christ blessed me with acceptance. And Christ blessed me with connection. And Christ, he blessed me with security. If there is something that I am looking for that is not on that list, I need to seriously consider if I indeed want to find it. Because the truth, and we all know it is, that we don't always end up wanting what we thought we would. But in Christ, we will always be wanted. And we will have absolutely everything we could ever need. I can know what God has to say about me by understanding the ways in which Christ works. Because Christ worked to craft me. And Christ worked to resurrect me. And Christ worked to bless me. If I'm longing for the truth about my life, I'm guessing that most of us here today are longing for that. We want that. If I'm seeking God's perspective on my life, I'm guessing that most of us are are pretty clearly looking for that. We want to see that. Then I need not look any further than the work of Jesus Christ. In Christ alone, I will find what I'm looking for. Because here's the big idea. Jesus plus nothing equals all the truth I need to know about me. Jesus plus nothing equals all the truth that I need to know about me. And it equals all the truth that you need to know about you. Father God, Lord, we just absolutely scream, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the work of Jesus Christ that was done on the cross. And God, we give you glory and we give you praise because you are awesome. And what you have done, what you have accomplished in us and for us is absolutely amazing. And so God, we love you as a church. We say thank you. We love you in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and all God's family said, Amen. 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 Yeah. Yeah.